104.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for Cover to Cover with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy, it's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday, happy endings are the rule, so divide up. Those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys, there's your picture. Drop the shadows out of sight. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Today is June the 21st, 2016. Solstice. Summer fun? Anyone? Go to the beach. Put head in sand. I'll come out when it's all over. Jesus H. Roosevelt Christ. That's what one of my favorite television characters says. She's the central character in a show called Outlander. (laughs) It's about a time traveler uh, jumps back and forth from Scotland in the uh, 18th century, right? And then... uh, It starts out in 1945 in London, just at the end of World War II. And um, Jesus H. Roosevelt Christ is a variant on some of the O's that I remember. Yes, I remember from those years. 1945, I was 12. Those were the years when... FDR, the beloved Franklin Delano Roosevelt, felt that it was his duty to place Japanese Americans in camps in order to prevent oh, sabotage or whatever they call it. Uh, today, I guess they call it terrorism, but that's not very helpful. Uh, no, that's not quite right. Of course, Eleanor Roosevelt didn't approve, uh, you know. That was the way things went. He did uh, unpopular things and, well, not always unpopular, obviously. Um, Eleanor always stepped in to make sure everyone understood that uh, uh, they were humanists and liberals. Uh, Never mind these days I hit the wall struggling to pin down the right. Words, the language now being used to define (laughs) our situation. Actually, I think that most of the words being kicked around today 
don't do much more than muddy the waters, confuse the issues, just promote the interests of one gang over another gang. Uh, I think uh, I may just bring George Orwell's essay next time. Just, just be didactic and pedantic. Just read that famous essay, Politics and the English Language. Time to review our notes, boys and girls. Yes, remember who we are and where we came from. Oh, perhaps we were never saying, uh, <laughs> some poet said, those the gods want to drive, uh, those the gods want to destroy, they first drive mad. Well, the poet said all kinds of different ways. Ezra Pound always said, whom the gods would destroy, they first send to the bug house. Uh... People like that nutcase running for president, the, well, he's not a Republican. Uh, he may or may not run as a Republican. He hasn't made up his mind yet. Uh, he's the guy that demands President Barack Obama declare war on a religion. Yes, declare war on the religion of Islam. Let's see. When Roosevelt, that is FDR, declared war on Japan. He did not mention the Shinto religion. I believe that was the most, um, well, I don't know, popular is the word, uh, uh, the largest number of people in Japan who uh, had a religious practice were following the Shinto uh, religion. Now, of course, uh, there were, let's see, any number of Japanese-Americans I knew, too, yes, that were Christians, yes. Two Christian Japanese-Americans. That lovely lady, the old woman, she had a shop in La Jolla. She had these beautiful dolls in the big box there. My mother explained they were not to play with those dolls. They were just to look at because they were aesthetic and that, was the Japanese thing that the thing should be, first of all. Beautiful. Anyway, my father told me that she had gone away to the camp, go to camp. I always thought that meant, you know, like the camp I went to in the summer. Summer fun, summer fun. Um, there were any number of uh, citizens over in Japan, yes, uh, Japan proper, uh, who were Buddhists and uh, followed many faiths, and I guess I'm looking for a place to put my label if my history isn't totally turned around. It was then the custom in the 1940s to declare wars against nation states. Congress was to declare the war. Uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't wait for that anymore. Don't know. They, they have to at least... Uh, vote, but uh, 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 the emperor in Japan was the so-called enemy uh, chancellor in Germany, or let's see, Mussolini in Italy, and a few other guys um, classified as fascists. Franco was the one that irritated my mother most. Let's face it, uh, 
This word war is just a little ambiguous, no use tossing it around. I think that the word crime uh, should make a comeback. Uh, I still like wargasm for this condition in which people just explode and just want to have a, uh, what do you call it, a terrific rush that comes from destroying anything they can get their hands on, have a oh, wargasm. Anyway, 9-11, of course, was a colossal crime perpetrated by a vicious gang, gang of thugs, as Obama says, thugs and thieves, he called them. I think that that will do for those criminals. Pearl Harbor, of course, was an act of war. That seemed to be pretty clear because Japan, the Japanese military, was responsible for that massive air raid that dropped those bombs and then flew home again. Okay, today's curious power structure, today's political arrangements are such a hodgepodge of nation states. It's such a chaotic world out there. Uh, I can't figure out... um, We try to put the crimes in some kind of uh, continuum, you know. Was Dresden as bad as Hiroshima? Uh, Was the rape of Nanking uh, the worst thing that happened in China? I guess, I know what it is. Uh, People want to think that their atrocity is the most atrocious, yes. My atrocity was more painful, my atrocity was more atrocious than yours. Oh, gee whiz, today, it seems to me that the civil wars are winning out. Uh, Military madness just seems to drive masses of men and machines. Oh, oh, the stuff, the machines. That's the fun, the weapons. Uh, And the weapons manufacturers. It's a deaf culture. Now, of course, people proclaim loyalties to this or that flag or uh, religion. You know, that's part of the fun. Uh, God, there are gods on their side. And (laughs) most of us just can't sort out the issues. I used to think it was, you know, land, money, that sort of thing. And it is, it is, it is. Uh, Economics, I'm old enough to see a kind of... uh, change, Uh, there's a growing, growing change resisting this madness. Uh, On one side you see conflict for its own sake. Give me a gun. It's a lot more fun and besides it usually pays better for people in the so-called developing world. Uh, I think, I hate to say it, but A great many men, male men, are having a hell of a time. Uh, Even some women saw a show about the FARC. A lot of those women are very sorry to come back to civilian life after having uh, acquired something like equality up the forest there as uh, guerrilla fighters, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, uh... I just keep on trying to assume that there are plenty of compassionate, ordinary citizens and that they're 
on the front lines doing battle, uh, you know, the compassionate and the cruel. Uh, that's it. Two, two sets. And of course, once again, it's a continuum. Uh, I cringe seeing the number of, of, I guess, I don't know what I want to call the good guys. Uh, the people who try to help rather than destroy, uh, the numbers of medical workers, journalists, NCOs, all of whom are getting shot, dying. Such a large proportion of the collateral damage, uh, uh, 24-7 these days. The warriors, actually, uh, they're doing better. Somebody said that it might be the safest place to be is in the military, but... I doubt that. Anyway, uh, I guess that soldiers, warriors are just doing their thing. It's our master narrative. We all want to be heroes of one kind or another. And uh, fighters, yes. Our Orwellian world, this world Orwell described in his novel 1984, has become fact. War is the new normal. Oh, of course, I know it always was. Uh, but this low simmer, this uh, border wars, I think 44 border wars now. Uh, Orwell didn't get it all correct. Uh, I would suggest that he underplayed the degree of sadism, barbarism, the violent pleasure taken in the uh, suffering, the pain of civilians. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, think of a list of movies I made. I don't even want to mention them. I don't know whether it's healthy for filmmakers to just repeat and repeat these hideous scenes. Uh, people say that it teaches a lesson. I don't know. Uh, the formal combat of yesteryear is now one of the favorite scripts because it looks so dignified, you know, our ancestors lining up, soldiers lining up to die. All of that stuff went out with World War I down there in the trenches, I guess, but uh, we still see them on the TV in all these great movies. Uh, uh, somebody said once, don't uh, make war. No, don't make war. Make movies. Yeah. Make movies, not war. That's the answer. <laughs> I was startled by yet one more expose of the very special role of women uh, in today's carnage. There's a new channel now, uh, the Vice Channel is HBO, Vice H, right? Uh, uh -huh. It's the sort of reporting that gives me hope that the truth may not set us free, but at least we'll know what hit us. Uh, on Vice, so many young, tough reporters. Uh, there's a series now called Woman. Gloria Steinem does the intro. The war on women is the 21st century idea of... <laughs> yes, uh synthesized human hate is the essence of self-hatred. You know, uh, killing your mom is obviously <laughs> like a snake eating its tail. Uh, 
human death culture is to devour that which you uh, most love, perhaps most hate, that which created you. Uh, the assault seems to be on all things feminine. Eros and Thanatos. Eros being love, Thanatos death. I still remember that wonderful scene in Ben-Hur. The two men uh, meet again after many years, warriors, and they say, uh, down Venus, up Mars. <laughs> there's a new, there's a new uh, version of Ben-Hur coming up. It doesn't look as good as the first one, but, you know, what the hell, uh, it's got Morgan Freeman in a huge, great big gray wigs. Terrific. Uh, anyway, today the descriptions and images uh, just go in for gory detail. In this uh, series, Woman, all the ways in which women are mutilated before death. Oh, in the interviews we see the effect of this behavior on not just women, but on families, on the men in the family, on the community, and especially on the children. Rape is a weapon of war now. It's official. Of course, always was, but I, I think they like to put it in, uh, put it in, what is it, uh, big letters now. Uh, it's a way, another way of destroying the males who feel sometimes responsible for the protection of their families. Uh, the cruel tactic of rejecting the women once they are raped, uh, casting them out of the group, out of the family, so they do not pollute the community. This is some pathology, boy. Uh, of course, it is understood by large numbers of human beings. Uh, it's certainly effective. Uh, my favorite wisecrack used to be that the battle for men's minds is often fought on the field of women's bodies. <laughs> Just too true to be clever anymore. Uh, my favorite wisecrack these days is uh, femicide is not a hygiene spray. Femicide is the name Gloria Steinem gives the hate crimes in El Salvador, for example. Uh, carnage there, murderous extremes, heinous hatred of women just for being women. That's the definition of femicide. Of course, uh, there's the usual bell curve in this pathology, this continuum. Uh, the second segment on the show, that is the show Vice, the one titled Woman, was all about incarcerated moms. This issue is old as civilization. We see mothers who uh, are, first of all, allowed to raise a child in prison. That is good. That is sane. That is human. Uh, but not very many prisons have conditions suitable for nurseries for mother and child. Uh, most of the women in prison lose their children. The show reveals some of the effects this has on the children uh, at different ages. Why is anyone surprised to learn that locking up mothers is counterproductive? 
Again, it's the worst punishment. Uh, only a very small proportion of the women in prison are there for violent crimes. Yada da yada da. We know all these things. Most of them are there for drug trafficking, you know. Some guys sent them uh, around to distribute anyway. Again, I have to say that none of this is about social correctness. It's a good way to control women, to punish them. It is the sadist's delight. She doesn't deserve to be a mom. Low life, you know. The uh, horror, the most recent, oh, God, massacre in Orlando, Florida, uh, ten days ago now, it feels like last night, it is also part of this universal war on the feminine. Now, this is hard for many people to grasp. Homophobia goes hand in hand with the hatred of womankind. This is uh, hard for some people to grasp. Uh, you know, uh, I think that, well, uh, actors are a good example, you know. Uh, they understand androgyny, but many men and women, they don't, they don't want to see this cause of gay liberation hand in hand with women's liberation. My private thought used to be that feminism was seen as anti-sex, anti-male. Uh, that's not true, of course. Yes, if, yes, if women hated men, it would all be over by Friday. Another glib wisecrack. Uh, gay liberation uh, was perceived, is perceived justly as sex positive. Yes, yes. Uh, love laws changing. Happiness is possible. Same-sex marriage is the great leap forward, the inevitable progress towards human freedom. Freedom for all of us. I love those posters. There's one in France that said, uh, uh, no freedom, no freedom without feminism. Right. No liberation without liberation for all. Uh, I think that in Orlando... And the anguish is just so fresh, so, so, so harsh. It's just hard to look at the facts, the fact that many of those who died, they had not told their families they were gay. They, well, just, just think, just think how that feels. Just think for a moment. Imagine a mom learning that her son or her daughter had been afraid to tell her about the most important thing in their lives. Imagine parents who confront a survivor, someone who was perhaps the lover of their child. Uh, think of the pain when the burial uh, happens. If only, if only we always say we know uh, how it is. When we failed to do right by a loved one, we know that even today, with these love laws changing, uh, as they have all through history, uh, there are more and more new connections. Uh, what was it? Oscar Wilde said, he said, there are no ugly loves, nor handsome prisons.
We have all heard these cliches about the male fear of the woman within. <laughs> Henry Miller used to talk about that. He said, Donna, you need explain to him about uh, getting in touch with his inner woman. He said, but that doesn't mean you're, that doesn't mean you're queer, he said. <laughs> the pathology of heterosexual males, those who need to appear strong, masculine, machismo, that's it. Unfeminine, uh, unfeminine, oh dear, they get so shook up, the worst thing you can call a man is a girl. I have heard that word coming at me. Uh, it's a four-letter word coming from certain gentlemen. Yes, it's the artist who's often the most androgynous individual. And we think of the gay community as being full of creative individuals, artists, uh, people who see the, the, uh, the whole picture, the whole soul. Women, too, are pushed in our society to be limited to just be women, not to be whole souls. Uh, the famous lesbian writer Juna Barnes used to say, A woman with a sense of humor is a lost woman. <laughs> it's true, true, I can vouch for that. Uh, as funny, she also said, uh, she was a writer, she dealt with language, and she she always said, oh, she said, I'm not a lesbian, I just loved Thelma. That's perfect, true, true. Uh, I know that any woman who gets it, who understands the mask, especially the masculine mask, she's going to be in trouble. My father explained it all to me when I was an adolescent girl. The thing men fear the most he told me, is being laughed at. He explained in his sardonic way how it is that so few Irish women are raped. He told me that they laughed so hard the men were put off. Well, uh, you know what he meant, of course. He was only trying to help me learn a few techniques for escaping some pushy dates, you know. 1950s boys were sometimes crude. Of course, that's not true today. Young men have uh, been sensitized to know that women are people too. Women are their fellow men, right? Of course. My father knew about the real world. Uh, when we lived in a rough town in Arizona, he gave me a 32 little pistol... And he said, uh, if I heard anyone, just go to the window, shoot, shoot the gun into the air. He said that that would get rid of any ordinary creeps. But uh, he said, if there, <laughs> if there were a genuine psycho on the loose, well, just use your instincts. Uh, <laughs> This week, I made a list of uh, 18 escapes on television. And I wish to goodness I had time to go through them all. Tina Fey is writing a new show, uh, The Big Dramas. That's Outlander. 
That's the one with the time traveler. She's mostly in Scotland. I just love this this uh, series. It's uh, well, the prince, the prince Charles. The actor is a hoot. He's just such such fun. And then uh, Simon Callow plays the Duke of Sandringham. Oh, he's just adorable. You remember him in Four Weddings and a Funeral. And today, or tomorrow, I think, is the birthday of Prince William in England. Not an actor, a real, honest-to-God royal. Uh, someday he will be the monarch, the king of the British Empire. That's William, the Queen's grandson. What a trip. Next time I'll try to talk about Game of Thrones and this uh, new production of Roots and the other 17 shows. Till then, go easy. If you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. This has been Jennifer Stone talking at you. What do you think of this endless war? All these endless American wars destroying so damn much. Certainly most people on earth believe they're wrong, just grotesquely wrong. A strong new book by Mark Danner, Spiral, Trapped in the Forever War, offers necessary clarity and a way to stop what is called our global war on terror. Danner will discuss this July 13th of Wednesday evening at the Hillside Club, 2286 Cedar Street in Berkeley at a KPFA benefit. Wheelchair accessible, hosted by Linda Corey, formerly of the Journal for Palestine Studies, now a producer for KPFA's Upfront Show. Advanced tickets.